as I always says, empty them. I just went around tapping them, just like, and then I left them alone. I think they have to be empty. Ah, uh, because I didn't realize you could empty them until like halfway through the game, where I kept on clicking on it. And it's like, oh, I can't click on it anymore. That's what I need to have done. It also does this old man wheeze that's very funny right at the end. <laughs> and it's just done. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today we are going to discuss a puzzle game called Super Liminal. I think that many of you out there have probably had this on your radar if you have not already played it. It has overwhelmingly positive reviews. Well, I think recently it's overwhelmingly. Overall, it's very positive. Release was just back in November of 2020, as we record this. It's just about a year ago. At base, it's $20, and that's a bit of an issue for us just because it's four and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. $5 an hour. Whereas how we got it was through the humble monthly choice so we got 12 games because we're still on the classic so 12 games for what about 12 dollars works out to be about a dollar each that suits me fine (laughs) also this wasn't released it was released in 2020 on steam but it actually came out in 2019 this was a yet another epic exclusive came out in 2019 first and it was only on epic for that time and I think recently as well, when it came out on Steam, they released it on Switch as well and some other platforms. So that was like their secondary launch that we got. Yeah, I'm guessing the positive reviews now are all the people on Humble that got it. <laughs> they, were, they were probably saying, yeah, this is really good. I was probably waiting for a sale on this guy. And yeah, come in, come in on Humble. That was a really good pick. I'd been on pause for a long time. And when I saw that, it was really the only game that I wanted. But I was like, yep, I'll be having that. Which the funny thing is that wasn't the top game that wasn't the most expensive game no no but it's definitely the one that put us both over to unpause for that one developer and publisher pillow castle they haven't done anything else i think this is the only one that they've done well it's a great debut yeah yeah i think the guy that made it um i I don't know if i'm butchering his name but albert she he's a big uh anti-chamber fan as pretty obvious in the game but yeah he was like this was some kind of school project and then just developed into something much bigger it's a first person puzzle game that messes with your perspective honestly what i would say is if you like puzzle games if you like things that are going to mess with your perspective space as far as physical space doesn't necessarily matter it's going to subvert your expectations constantly i really like it my big thing you know is I found out about this, I watched the trailer on Steam, and I kind of would rather I hadn't. I wouldn't have been probably sold on getting the game, but there are a few things that you see in the trailer which I was just waiting for then when it came time to play. Ah, okay. I see what you mean. You can grab things and change the size of them, and the way that you do it Yeah, I I was just waiting for that moment going, Mm. okay, come on, get to that moment, get to that moment. You get to it very quickly. I mean, you do, but... You're talking about the chess piece? Not even that one. All right. (laughs) See, we're going to give it all away. (laughs) There's just basically a bunch of things that you can change their shape, size, and use in different ways based on your perspective and the way it looks to you. There were just a couple of areas that I didn't even have to think about because I'd seen it in the trailer. So I went, oh, I know exactly what to do here. Ah, uh, I get what you mean. So that's they, they spoiled their puzzles. Yeah. I mean, not much. These are minor things. And I'm sure I probably would have been able to do it quickly. But that just would have been nice to go in and, like, completely. Mm-hmm. Blank? 
Yeah, I think I would have preferred to go into this completely empty as though like a movie without having watched the trailer. But I don't think I would have been so sold on it if I hadn't. Right. And it's kind of hard to avoid with a game to at least want to know something about it. I think the only way I could have gotten into it otherwise would be if you'd recommended it to me. So mm-hmm. with that, if you trust our recommendations, if you like what we've recommended before, I recommend getting it. I do recommend getting it on sale. So far, the low on Steam has more been around, I think, $12, which is still a bit pricey, but I would say that it's worth it. For me, I think that this game has replay value. If you're the type of person that wants to go through and do speed runs, well, there are two achievements for that as well. There's get it under an hour and then get it under half an hour, which would be really tough, I think. But possible. Possible. <laughs> I have played it now twice, once just to enjoy it and then once to take some notes. And even the second time taking notes, I got it down from four and a half hours to about two and a half hours. And that's also me taking notes. So I would say probably two hours. I think it's possible, but boy, it would be tricky for me. I'm just not fast enough and I'm always going to be distracted. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's that over there? Let me see that. Or, oh, can I do this? Or maybe I could find one of those little pieces that is the achievement. Not that I really care. And when I played through, I only found two. So I don't think I'm going to run through for that. But I did play it again for the director's commentary, which was fun. That's exactly what I was going to just say. That adds a bit of value to it as well. There is... Challenge mode? Challenge mode. Did you try that? I have not tried it yet. It's hard. It is a challenge. It's a bit like the portal challenges. It's basically, you play the game again, and then when you get into each room, they'll be like, okay, you can only pick up an object this many times and drop it down. You can only jump this many times. So they'll have like, think of it as like par for a golf course. And so you can only jump twice in this room and you can only place an object twice. And so you have to solve the rooms under par. I couldn't even manage to solve the second room. Tough. Well, there you go. And I think there's also a workshop area as well. Looks like, I don't know if that's up and running. I didn't, I did not check that out, but that's great because that's the kind of stuff that keeps games alive is modding communities. And that's the thing. So if all of those things seem worthwhile to you, then even at 20, it's probably well worth it. On sale, definitely worth it. I highly recommend it. For me, it was nine chapters of fun. I really enjoyed it. I think you have a bit of problem with it. I had a bit of problem with just a couple puzzles. But overall, really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. And with that, I think it's time we start getting into it, as we've already been teasing into some spoilers (laughs) already. So here it is, your spoiler warning. There are nine chapters. Mm Mm-hmm. Induction, Optical, Cubism, Blackout, Clone, Dollhouse, Labyrinth, White Space, and Retrospect. Labeled very clearly because once you've gone through the game, you can choose a level to play again. Right. It will overwrite your save for the current game, but it won't mess with your achievements, Mm -hmm. which is good to know. As far as achievements, there were two that I will never get, but boy, I would like to have are the fire extinguisher and the fire alarm. There's one that's pull all the fire alarms, one that's empty all the fire extinguishers. I will say this. Is that what it says? Empty them? I just went around tapping them, just like, and then I left them alone. I think they have to be empty. Ah, because I didn't realize you could empty them until like halfway through the game where I kept on clicking on it. It's like, oh, I can't click on it anymore. That's what I need to have done. It also does this old man wheeze that's very funny right at the end. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's just done. <laughs> you know it's done. That cracked me up. So I did that a few times and I realized, oh, this is probably an achievement. Mm-hmm. And it is. They label the achievements clearly within the menu of the game. Well, some of them. Some of them are like, oh, this is a hidden achievement. Uh. That one I don't think is hidden. <laughs> Good luck, though. They're all over the place. There's one area where we get to black out where there are a bunch of them, but you're going to have to do some in the dark, I think. <laughs> okay. Also, very nice thing, I do believe that the game keeps track of the ones you've done and the ones you haven't done. Uh, leave some leave some flipped down. Because when I played through the second time, fire alarms were mostly flipped down. It made me realize, oh, if that's the case, then I missed a lot more than I realized. Mm, right. But I've still missed a lot more because... <sighs> I still didn't get the achievement the second time right. through. In the beginning, it's orientation, as they refer to it, or the chapter, induction, our tutorial. We have to sign a waiver, which I guess is virtually because we're in the dream world. You would think that we'd have to sign it in the physical world. Yeah, I don't think it counts signing it in the dream world. <laughs> it's legally binding. I signed it in a dream, sir. But right away, they're showing you that everything depends on how you look at it. They put a giant chess pawn in front of you. You have to grab it and move it. And as it is closer to you, it's smaller. Mm -hmm. This is what makes this game particularly special. I love this aspect. It didn't always work as easily as it should I felt. I had a real problem, man, at the start with that. Yeah, just like, I kept on basically dragging things up to the ceiling and then dropping, letting them drop down and then dragging up to the ceiling. But I think there's an easier way where you just like put it in front of you and drop it and then walk towards it. And then it just gets bigger as you walk towards it. So you kind of place it far away from you and then you walk up to it. But I kept on, for some reason, like dropping it from the sky and then letting it land. Like the bit with the way you've got to get that bit of E down that's basically a ramp up to the door. Just like, throw it up, drop it down, throw it up, drop it down, until it reaches the right size. But I was doing it just in a backwards way. Yeah, I think very early on I realized that walking up to it, grabbing it, walking backwards, and then it becoming bigger is the better way to go. Mm. I think especially for later in the game, knowing that your perspective, what you're actually looking at, is important as well. Right. Was something that I had to adjust to. Because for me, it was just about, I can make it bigger. I can make it smaller. And that's all I wanted to do. (laughs) You're going to have to grab a cube from a distance, which is also a great thing. If you can see it and you can grab it, it doesn't matter where it is. Anywhere on the screen, you can grab it and it's in your hand. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of running up to it, grabbing it, having to move it around as much as I was afraid it was going to be. Right. The fact that distance does not matter is fantastic. And it fits in with the theme of of perspective. Another great thing is if you need to hold down a button, it doesn't matter what size the object is. So (laughs) you can have a tiny object and put it down. You don't have to make it be the right size, which is something I feared going in. And then when I put a tiny chess piece down on the button and the button was pressed... I was impressed. It was just great the way that it works and you don't have to overthink that. Yeah, otherwise things could get really, really complicated. Yeah, if you had to have cubes that were the same size as the button that you had to place them on, yeah. You're very early going to see a chess piece down the end of a hallway, but as you walk closer to it, you realize that half of it is painted in a way that at first it looked like it was a whole piece, but now you realize 
it's just a painting on a wall, but the perspective has made it look like it's that. They'll do that a few times, but I like that they're doing so much of the stuff early on and make you aware of it. For me, the tutorial, it just worked very, very well. You definitely had a problem with part of it, though. I I did, but I like that stuff that you were just talking about because they use that, that kind of mechanic does come into it later on and they use it as a puzzle piece as well. But there's a guy, an, an artist, I can't remember his name, but he does lots of those, like, I think it's called, I'm going to butcher the name of it in French, but it's like, I think it's called Trompe l'oeil, and that translates to trick the eye. There's an artist, I cannot remember his name, but I think he's a, a British guy, and he does these amazing pictures. I'll try and put some pictures up, maybe, in the video, so you can see them. I definitely recommend checking out his website. He basically just gets a bunch of crayons and paints stuff on the floor of streets, but when you look at it from the right angle, it's like, he's painted, like, a cavern that leads into hell, you know, and takes pictures of people like hanging off the side of buildings, but they're obviously not, but it looks really, really good. But they've done a really good job with that in this game. We go into the first room. This is where I, I rage quit the first time. I was like 10 minutes in. I was like, nah, I'm done. (laughs) I'm going to bed. One of my main problems with this game is they do that a lot. They will either introduce a new mechanic or they, they won't teach it very well, or it doesn't work very well, or they'll introduce it. And then in the very next room, they'll say, oh, you can't do that anymore. Like with the, sorry to, to skip ahead, it's not as much in, in this room where you've got to break down the walls, but later on when they're like, oh, you click on it and ho, 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 it makes a double of it. It falls off and you create a second one yeah. and third one and a billion of them and you can pick them up and move them. But then in the very next room, it's like, okay, now you've got an apple, but you can't pick it up this time. Ah, oh. they do that a lot where they introduce a mechanic and then they just change it. And I, I felt like the whole way through the game, my biggest problem with this game was like with other puzzle games where they have their rules and, and set and a good puzzle game for me is a game where you feel like you're beating the system and you feel like you're doing really well. I always felt that this game was trying to outsmart me rather than me outsmart the game. And so that bothered me. That didn't bother me at all, actually. I think that the theme of the game with it being in a dream and that those things changing constantly, just so many moments of me being surprised at what was happening. I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a sheer joy. I don't think that I had as much trouble as you did, certainly early game. That first room, man, that was a nightmare. I flew through the tutorial <laughs> and you said, I rage quit at the beginning. 20 minutes in, I had to stop. I'm like, really? Yeah, I kept on hitting walls, man. I was so surprised. This is the only puzzle game where I think that I've <laughs> outpaced you. There are loads of little things in the game as well. I think that very early on, they do a smart thing of having a room with a cube and a boarded doorway that, of course, we're all going to get through. Mm -hmm. And that shows you right away that there's a sort of what I'm going to refer to as a backstage area. Hello, portal. Very much so, but not teasing us with it, not putting it towards the end of the game. It's there right from the beginning and, in fact, is very integral to what's going on in the game. You also get to start to see things that are what make this dream world the dream world. In particular, I love the vending machine. All right, yeah. With the different sodas. You've got red, green, which the slogan or the tagline is green. (laughs) You've got diet, random, which has a tagline of just question marks. (laughs) The random soda, a bit like... um, Birdie Bots every flavor mm. beans. You've got baking soda, which is my favorite baking tag. Soda, yeah. Because their tagline is, what did we do? <laughs> You've got mini soda, which pops out as the tiniest can ever. 
mm. and water soda. <laughs> water soda, yeah. <laughs> that well, there it, is soda water, isn't there? So mm. yeah, but that attention to detail yeah. and just throwing those little things in really adds something to this world. And then at one point, you've got a vending machine that vends other vending machines. I don't think I found that. Oh, really? Yeah, there's one where you, it doesn't matter what you push. Just like a tiny little vending machine comes out of it. <laughs> That'd be great. Maybe on my third playthrough, I'll get to that. There's early on an endless loop hallway, which shows you that space, as far as physical space, doesn't necessarily matter in this game as well. And that they may be playing with that, which is great because that comes in right towards the end of the game. It's very important. So they're giving you a lot of this stuff early on, as well as giving you a lot of puzzles that you can't exit until you've figured it out properly. The broken mirror that you have to reach through uh, the gap on one side to grab the cube, to put it in a button you can just see through the broken mirror. That kind of thing is just great for teaching you without having to give you a lot of text. There's a lot in this that for me worked, but for you, I think... It was just that one room. It was just that one room. Right. Because they'd never... If they'd done something like set up some dominoes or something, if they'd done something for me, it would have made me realize quicker. I didn't realize that the environment was destructible. And it never is throughout the rest of the game. That's my problem. Well, it is in some certain areas, but let's talk about that. Because I think that the end of the tutorial, where you step on the button and there's just a brick door... I immediately knew, well, I can't go through that way. I need to go through somewhere else. It has those weak partitions, kind of like a convention center where you set up these in-between sections to make multiple rooms, and they're not lined up properly. Yeah, there's so gaps, you, so you can see through them. So you see through them. I grab the cheese. I grab the exit sign. I basically just shove my way through it. Mm. I had no problem with this. Yeah. And I think that that's the big difference here is that I just shoved my way through, and I was fine, and I moved on. And for you, this was a rage quit point. Yeah, because I was, yeah, I was confused. You know, I was thinking about like, what am I supposed to do here? There was panels there. It was like, I was looking through. You, you can see through into the next room. You, you know, there's a room behind it. So I just didn't put the two and two together that I had to break the environment to get past it. And then I did it by accident. No, I think no, I think I looked up a walkthrough for. It. I had to look up a walkthrough because I, I had to find out how to do it. And then it's like, oh, okay. Well, that'll be interesting later when I have to do something like that again. And I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe I've forgotten, but I don't remember another part where you have to destroy part of the room to get through it. It's not really quite like that. But what I would say is what this room teaches you is that the objects you pick up can affect the environment and you can move things around. So you can, for example, as you're holding things sometimes you can actually be shoving other objects that you can pick up around a bit mm. and there are sometimes later in the game where what you pick up does destroy things it's not by choice it's not part of the puzzle but it does mm. happen so i think that just being aware that that is possible makes it later not seem so out of place right and in this game it just constantly keeps me on my toes yeah, it's totally, it bashes you over the head with a new thing every every corner you turn almost. It doesn't get stale, that's for sure. Which is what I like about it. And when you're doing that, it may be difficult to always level things up all the time. I think that you could have possibly noticed as you were moving stuff around. So, for example, in the room we were talking about earlier where you could get to the backstage area, those boards, you could actually 
hold them and sort of move the other boards around or move the cube around, vice versa. So, I don't know. I I just feel like... I think there's a secret in that room as well. I think you can use those boards to get up somewhere. There's there's a chess piece at the top. Mm. I found one of those in the whole game. Yeah, I found two, and then this time I found that one. So, ah, I okay. found three... Out of- I found one in inside the kind of where the can drops out of a vending machine. I found that right towards the end of the game because right you're probably stuck as I was and trying that anything. Was, yeah, yeah. That, was the, that was the only one that I found. I was like, oh, this collector. I find a blueprint at one point. I found two blueprints in the whole game. I found two blueprints, but I think that there's got there's to be got more. more. Yeah, they're amazing because when you touch them, they, they draw themselves out. Yeah. It's <laughs> so great. I like it. I feel like it's set everything up well and you're going to get into area two because you're going to fall down a hole on your way to the exit and you're going to begin in a bedroom and you're going to begin at 3 a.m. And this is the optical section. You're going to walk through this office area that you're going to see a whole lot. The same computer with the same, I think the same exact chess game going. Mm -hmm. I didn't really look close enough to know if the pieces moved. You've got the waiting area with the vending machine and then you walk through you're going to see a an old style boom box and when you click on it you're going to hear hello my name is dr glenn pierce right yeah which every one of his messages starts exactly like that and i love it <laughs> until until he gets like really garbled towards the end and he's like it's all all the senses oh, are all jumbled up yeah there's one that they do that on purpose yeah, yeah. they even tell you like oh his messages are getting weird that guy though I, I, I was like oh it's a fellow scott i wonder who this guy is not done anything he's a character in overwatch and i've never played overwatch so he has a very relaxing voice it's always initiated as i said the same way every time he speaks they're fun though mm-hmm. like they're really fun i love to find those some of what the Computer voiceover is telling you is also quite funny. It's not portal level of funny, but what is? But I did really find it amusing. I mean, if they'd went for the portal humor aspect of the AI, that would be a bit too much, I think, wouldn't it? And it wouldn't fit with what they're trying to do, I think, and their overall message. We are told that we are lost, but to keep moving forward, I think that that's Dr. Glenn Pierce who's telling us that. Yeah, because they want us to trigger brain overloads, basically, to try to wake up. That's the whole emergency. It's was it like the emergency protocol. So we're trying to wake up from this dream, but we just seem to keep going like inception level down and down into the like dreaming deeper and deeper. As far as the section, it is optical. So you have to look at things in a particular way. Right away, one of the first things that happens, though, is you go to open a door and you pick it up instead of opening it and you can carry it around. They do have, I probably should have said this earlier, the Emancipation Grill style doorway so you can't take objects through, though you probably tried. Of course, yeah. You're going to see a cube that is painted in different sections, but once you look at it properly, it will pop into reality. I like that. That's pretty cool. After that, you have to actually start I think grabbing it yourself, it won't just pop in. You have to grab it. There is the other cube, which you can see, but it's missing a section that looks like a flower. There's a flower painted on the wall. So you have to look at the right perspective to make the table and flowers appear in reality or in 3D, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then look back the other way in order to grab the cube. But it's not a cube. It's half a cube. And then on the inside are 
stairs almost. Sort of like jumping points, hmm. which I do want to say this now. I want to make sure I say this. I love how forgiving the jump is in this game. That's one of the main things I wrote down here. It was like the parkour is so fair. Because like if you don't it's make it... It's more than fair. There are so many jumps I should not have yeah. made that I saw... You kind of scramble up the leg yeah. almost. It's almost like you're just like you you're landing on it with your stomach and your hands on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just going to... I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And that gets you up into the next part where you have to get up onto one of the deuses and look down and see oh the exit door i mean you can see it from where you are once you start to realize how you need to look i need to get up there so you need to grab that thing again mm. the half cube well or you could have brought the whole cube from before as well there i think i bought the whole yeah because you can bring things constantly i was doing that a lot i was like i learned a lot from talus principle you're coming with me <laughs> <laughs> you're walking in with <laughs> 10 things yeah. and you only need one but yeah, you pop up there, you can see the exit, you grab it, and then that just leaves the doorway that you can walk through. And I think this leads to the amazing giant chess piece. So you can see that there's a giant chess piece and you know what you have to do, but you know you have to be on top of the yellow metal catwalk. How do I get up there? And this did take me a little while just because I, for some reason, didn't see the cube that was ready to be pulled out for a long time. Do that, move the chess piece, and now this giant chess piece-shaped hole oh, yeah. that you can walk through to get to one of the most amazing parts of the game, which is this hallway. Is this the murder part? Or is no. That, uh, I like the murder part. That was We're so not, That's the next section, I think. What we've got here is the hallway that stumped you for a while. I had to give you a hint about Remind me, I don't remember. There's a skylight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is a cool part. I think after I got to this point, I was like, finally, I was like, okay, I kind of understand, like, anything goes now. If you look at the side of the wall, there's, like, a cube shape. It's like, it's got the same mm -hmm. painted cube, but it's not painted. It's a shadow from the skylight. And I was, like, walking around this room going, okay, I just need to get the angle right. And I was almost getting it, but I was basically, like, in this corner. I was like, if I can just move back a little bit more, I could make this into a cube, but... I was just focused on that, and I wasn't looking at what was right in front of me, this giant moon in the sky. There are so many red herrings in this room. But there's paintings of the moon, like four of them in this room on, on the wall. I didn't wall. even notice that, because I looked up, I saw the moon, and my hand appeared. Mm. And that hint, that's the biggest hint in the game, is what can I actually interact yeah, with? Yeah, just mouse over it or whatever, yeah. <laughs> I saw that, I grabbed that, and then I just had this tiny moon that you can make bigger and the moon will float wherever you put it and they did just such an amazing detailed job of the moon and the way it looks it's just beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to just sit here for a few minutes and look but of course i was anxious to get to the next section so took a picture and then i was out right but on the moon you've got some there's another boom box on there i think there's some cheese i think yeah, there's definitely another message from the doctor. Mm. And there's also the exit door, which you have to take. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you might think initially, oh, I've got to line it up perfectly. So if it doesn't really matter, you just, just need to make it. Pop it down anywhere. Just so big you can, enough. Big enough so you can get through it. Yeah. Which is good to know for later, especially the dollhouse section. The next section, Cubism, 4 a.m. This is where we're going to find our Apple dice that we can use. We have 
first just one that is solid so that all the rest will fool us a bit. Mm -hmm. You have the next one where you have to grab what are half. It's split into two, basically. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can get up with just one half. I did as two. I made stairs, basically, to jump up to. I don't remember, but... I remember there's points where you're just like pulling off sides of it and it's just like a piece of plyboard as well. Yeah, that comes right towards the end. The next one where you see one, it's on the floor, pick it up, and it comes with a section of the floor so that you can jump below it. That was pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> and the game does that a lot where it's like it doesn't ever get old. It's like it keeps on like, oh yeah, you think you think you know what you're doing, but do you? <laughs> And there's one where you pick up a dice and then it like just like becomes like a hundred tiny ones. Yeah. You have as well the sky. Every time that it looks like sky you're going to walk into and that sky is just on a board. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> as you go through the doorway, you realize it is very much like backstage of yeah. a play or a movie set. This is just background scenery. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Yeah. And I, I love what they do with that. I, I love the way that this game subverts my expectations constantly other times other games i don't other movies certainly i i feel a bit annoyed sometimes when they do that but this game does it well mm-hmm. and i know that for you with everything constantly changing that was a bit frustrating but i think part of what they do well is having them sectioned off so the previous section was all about the way you look at things this one is all about these cubes and how do they work there's the giant one that you have to pull one side off of that allows you to jump down into the hallway below. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think that's the end of the level. I think that's you, right towards you, the you end. You land in bed again, don't you? That's, that takes you to the bed, I think. And it takes you to an elevator. That's it. There's another one as well where there's vents that you can pull out and they just come way out from the wall. Oh, yeah. Or the cubes that you can move. I'm sure there's probably something hidden in here. Mm-hmm. I've not found it. I tried a little bit when I was playing yesterday. I couldn't find it. Because there's three in that room and you only need It's like one. five and you only need one. Yeah, there's definitely something going on. <laughs> yeah, I love this area. I think that it's really good. And it's pretty straightforward, I think, this one. The next one, number four, this is the one you were talking about before. This is Blackout. So you're going to go into a hallway of identical doors, and then the power goes out, and everything goes dark. This is the horror section of the game. Right, yeah. And they do that so well. It's really good, yeah. I like This is probably my favorite part of the game, to be honest. There are weird sounds. You see a bloody handprint on the wall, some blood on the floor. You look away, and then a door that seemed partly open is now shut. Yeah. The way that you shadow in this works very, very well. You're going to walk up to an area with a giant pit that seems to be coated in blood. And you're going to keep falling into the pit until you realize you can jump onto a walkway. Yeah, that's right. I like the, um, I think it's in the, it's here where there's a, a timetable on the wall. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's like Monday, murder. <laughs> Tuesday, murder. <laughs> then Saturday, Sunday, beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the, the bit where you're going towards the door and you see a stack of like crates and it all says die, die, die. But then you get around the corner, it's like diet, diet. soda. <laughs> <laughs> there's also the knife. Did you see the knife? Yeah. The knife is in front of a flashlight. If you turn the flashlight off and back on again, the knife disappears. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you think you were in a different game at this point? No, I just by this point I'm just like, well, anything goes. I'm just I'm just rolling with it now. Just gonna have fun with it. 
the way I saw it was just like, he's just having a bit of a nightmare now and we'll get through it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the game to change into some Five Nights at Freddy's or something like that. But it did it did a really good job of keeping it light, but it was suitably creepy the entire time. I don't know I don't know what puzzles were in here. Was it just it was just all about darkness, wasn't it? And finding your way through. Because there's they use yeah, there's one point where you're looking across the hall and it's a, a door that's locked on the other side and you're like, I've got nowhere to go. But then all you got to do is just like strafe right or left and you just walk through the darkness into like the ne- a next point where there's another corridor there. But you would never know that by looking because it's pitch black. Just like, yeah, I like this level a lot. It's very fun. There's the section where you have to take the exit light and use it as a flashlight to guide right. yourself yeah, through yeah. the darkened hallway that you probably could have walked through before, but would have had no reason to walk down it because it just looked like it was shadow. Mm-hmm. And you could also grab one to help yourself find a doorway and then... Another one that will get you through, or maybe one of the same ones before you're using twice, where you have to go through a tunnel of boxes. Mm-hmm. At the end, you get to turn on the generator, the emergency generator, and everything's back to normal, pretty much. The music comes back on, it's happy again. Yeah. You can play around with a few things outside of the kitchen area. You can grab the giant can of beans if you want to and make those right, very yeah. big. And that's pretty much, I think, the end of this one, which will take us then into level five, clone. This is 6 a.m., but now there are many alarm clocks. Right. Because each section you do, you have to snooze the alarm clock. But this one, if you want to snooze them, you have to snooze like six of them, I think. Yeah. You need to take a door. You're going to place it onto a button. (laughs) You have to because the chest piece and the cube, which you would normally grab, are bolted down so that you can't use them. There is an alarm clock in the hallway, which you can use to choose which version of the music you like. I'm pretty sure it's the same music, but in different styles. Right. Which is another small detail, but it's so fun. The music in this game is pretty good. Music and sound effects are really on point in this game as well. You do get to the point where you can click on the door, but instead of grabbing it, now smaller ones appear. So you can use this to essentially create steps to Mm -hmm. jump up and over into the next hallway. You can reset back to the original, which is very important for the next one, because there is an apple, and you can't grab it, but you can make clones of it. But you can also, I think in this one, you can actually hold the clone, right? Because you can make one that's really, really big. Uh, It depends on which room. Are you talking about the room with the fan? No, No. I'm talking about just the one with the fan. Yeah, you can pick that one up. In this one, the trick is the button can't be pressed. If it's pressed, then the door is shut. So you Mm -hmm. need to do the opposite. So you need to make a, what I did, a gigantic apple to knock the very large apple off of the button. Yeah. And then, because you probably blocked your way, resetting it so that it goes back to being smaller so you can walk through. This is what's going to take you to the apple fan room, which I needed to walk through for. I think I did try the right solution at some point, but that could just be my hindsight memory lying to me i remember thinking i should be able to do that but did i try it and did i try it well i don't know you do have to be kind of precise though yeah so i suspect that i tried it once which is me too often (laughs) i'll try it once well that didn't work let me try something else yeah let me try a million things else yeah yeah i was doing oh man looking back just like what an idiot (laughs) what an idiot can i block the fan can i pick up the fan can i go around the back of the fan can i 
I was just rapid fire clicking that mouse button, just spawning apples, trying to get them to spawn up the stairs. You said you actually got it onto the stairs. I could never get it that fast. If I've still got the video on Twitch, I'll, I'll put that on and see how far. I think I got up three steps. I didn't I was even like, get honestly, one. you know the bit in Toy Story where he's just like flicking through the remote going, and I've gone past it, you just got to keep going forward. It's like that. There's thousands of apples, man, everywhere. And I was like, nah, this is not the solution. <laughs> I thought, oh, if I jump down, maybe I can do something from on top of the apple. In this game, anything seemed possible. Yeah, I, I had to watch a walkthrough for this as well. I don't know about your walkthrough, but my walkthrough, the room was different as well. It was just like one big slope that went up to the apple. It wasn't two sets of stairs. I, I think it was an earlier build. I found a text walkthrough ah, okay. that just gave a hint. Ah, okay. Or maybe I watched a video that once I realized what they were doing, mm. I didn't even need to get to the point where I saw them do it. I was like, mm. okay, now I realized even if I didn't try it, I had that thought before mm. I need to put it. But you need to put it exactly on the button. You need to make the copy that falls flush, exactly on the button. with that yeah. bottom one, yeah. Which is one thing I do have a problem with the game is that there are some times where that needs to happen. The perspective needs to be right, but it's set up in a way that makes it a little bit awkward to do. This one is fine. The bouncy castle later we'll get to is one where I had a bit of an issue, but in particular, the two doorway problem is the one where I just really needed that to be from a different angle and couldn't quite make it work. But then again, maybe I didn't do it the most elegant way. There are multiple ways to get through some of these puzzles, and I think I often was not choosing the elegant way. Ah, me too, man. Me too. The next section, number six, this is Dollhouse, 7am. You're going to go through the relaxation room, which is speed video of clouds forming and shaping with relaxing music. I actually really like this room. Yeah, I took a few screenshots in here, actually. It was very cool. Someday when I'm a millionaire, this is going to be one of my rooms in the house. Just yeah. a relaxation Not for room. friends. Only one, only one chair. Just one chair. <laughs> giant television. Giant projector screen. I watched that for far too long, though, because so I was like, there's going to be something hidden here. I watched it for about 10 loops before I finally said, finally admitted, like, nah, there's nothing here. You are going to fall down a hole into what I refer to as a convention room. It's just a big, empty room with chairs all around the outside. But on the table is a dollhouse. You're yep. going to grab the dollhouse, make it big enough so that you can walk through. And when you get to the other side, as you walk through the hallway, you're going to find, oh, there's a tiny door. But there's no eat me mushroom or candy <laughs> yeah. to get me to make myself change. So I've got to do something with the dollhouse to change. So this is where you're going to learn that the door you exit from alters the size that you are. Yeah, this is where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm playing like inch by inch now. It was like, <laughs> I was really tiny all of a sudden. That was really cool. Like what I did was I just gave up in that room. I was like, well, there's nothing logical for me to do in this room anymore. So I'll just leave. I've missed something. I'll go back. And then when you come back out, you're like, everything's small no 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 i'm small you know or, everything's big no no i'm small yeah it's very cool you are going to get to the giant jenga oh with the fan i screwed this up i blew it i got a bug in this room where i just blew it i knew exactly what i had to do blew it over but my door went flush against the, the wall on the <laughs> other side so i couldn't get in it and it was just hovering off the ground i couldn't jump out i could see it if I was able to jump high enough, I probably could have got into it because it was very forgiving about jumping. It was just too high, so I had to restart on this level. I had to go back to a checkpoint. And that's something that's worth mentioning as well. I think that 
the number of checkpoints, the location of checkpoints is very good in this game. Anytime I've had to restart a puzzle, it felt like a good place to restart and help me out a few times when I had messed it up. Right. Or I'd messed around with stuff so much that... Everything's the wrong size and yeah, just, just a fresh start would be good. Exactly. This leads us into the locker room and the pool area. This is the bouncy castle. This is the other thing that I had to look up because I just wasn't looking at this one correctly. And I was very frustrated with this one. Knowing the answer is a bit better. Hmm. I saw all the pieces, but I just didn't see how they fit together. So the one where you got to take the bouncy castle, you go in like a drain pipe and then you pick it back up again and put it up on top of the diving board kind of thing? Yeah, it's like a vent you're walking, but yeah. There's an exit up at the top on the other side of the pool. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I was overthinking it, or maybe underthinking actually this one, where I was just trying to use... I thought you could jump on it. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you could jump on it, or use it as a ramp. I thought there would be a way Uh, to make it work so that I could get myself into the area walking around Mm -hmm. the pool, not in the pool, but around it, and ramp it up so that I could just jump onto the castle and then walk up. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the area that you're walking through that you can look down from the vent is just to give you the perspective that you needed, Mm. but then I could never make it quite work. And the sizing, this is one of those ones where the size of the castle was very frustrating because you make it a little bit too big and you can't jump up to it. Make it too small, you can't get inside the door. I had to readjust a couple of times, yeah. This one probably more than any other outside of uh, the two-door problem really gave me trouble because of that. But when I watched a walkthrough and he said, oh, well, you need to turn the door this way. And I was like, oh, I just wasn't thinking Clearly, I wasn't thinking, oh, you can just make it small, which I had done, but just put it up where you need it to be. Mm. I'm trying to make this ramp, which is so difficult to do, and the controls aren't helping me out any in this case. And I was getting so frustrated. And then I was like, oh, that's actually a really elegant, simple puzzle that I've messed up completely. (laughs) I was also thinking that there was something that I could do with size in this one. Mm Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you have to be careful how big you make yourself because then you can't get, get through, the, through door. the doors. Yeah, yeah, I was totally expecting just like, I'm going to inflate this up. I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to go boing up to the top. No. Because of that, though, we are going to end up through that exit into a box. And we can see the keyhole, but not exactly <laughs> in my head what to do. I thought I needed a key. And so I was looking <laughs> for a key. There isn't one, there's just the two doorways. It was pretty easy to get myself to be big enough to look through the keyhole to see that, no, there's no mechanism, there's no trick to it as far as that goes. So then it was just a matter of how do I do it then? And this one stumped me for a very, very long time. So, well, I can make myself big, but then I can't fit through the keyhole. Mm -hmm. And it's such a simple puzzle. But this is the one, I think, the most where the actual mechanics of the game hinder a little bit because of the way that the angle is. Because what I did, at least, is make the one doorway very big and try to put the other doorway smaller on top of it. I'm not really sure of this level that you're talking about, but if it's the one I'm thinking about, I just put it next to it. I'm pretty sure I just ran ran in a loop like in and out and just made myself smaller that way. I I don't remember stacking it on top of it. I've I've got a wrong room in mind. I don't know where we are at the moment, but... You can't reach the keyhole because the keyhole is very high up. 
Did you have to jump through a keyhole? Yeah. Well, I don't remember that part at all then. That's, 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 that's <laughs> gone from my memory. I don't, definitely don't remember that. That's very Alice in Wonderland then. The problem for me was, again, because the objects interact with each other as well, that there are a number of times where I would adjust the size of the second doorway that I was manipulating and it would bump or move or shift the first one, mm-hmm. which could be very frustrating as well. I do think the first time I played through, there was a point where I had the doorway. So it has the support frame behind it that's on an angle. I do think there's one time where I ran up that, mm-hmm. but I could only make it do that once. And so I think that was maybe something that they thought would be good early on and then they got rid of. <laughs> right. Because you don't need the two doorways if you have... Well, I think you would still because you still have to adjust for size. So there are a couple of different ways here that I did it the first time. I was able to get myself up onto it. So there's the big doorway that mm-hmm. takes me right up to the keyhole level. And then the smaller one I was able to put on top. And that put me on top of the big doorway. And then I put the second doorway. I was able to walk through it, grab it, make it smaller, put it into the keyhole, and then drop down, walk through. What I did this time was I actually had the second doorway leaning right up against the keyhole on the right size so that I could just jump through and then go through. On the other side is a massive room. You're smaller than a chess piece. You're super tiny. Oh, right. Yeah, I do remember coming out of this and it's all black, but there's a little like square of light and you can see big chess pieces at the end and you come out and it's like a vent, you drop down and then there's like a massive room or you're just really small, giant chessboard. I totally remember that bit, but I just, I don't know what you're talking about before that. I've completely blanked that part out of my brain. You grab the dollhouse from the distance, make it big enough for you to get inside. Boom, pretty much done. I think there's something to explore in this room as well. But there, I just, there I just, probably is. It's so I just big. couldn't be bothered because you move so slow because you're so tiny. I was like, nah, this is for another day. Chapter 7 is called Labyrinth. It is now 3 a.m. again. You start off in a backstage area. You told by the computer voice that you probably weren't oriented properly. That's why it's causing so many problems. You're beyond hope. There's a brick door. You're going to appear back in your bedroom. You're going to leave now through the office. You're going to be put back again and again. Mm -hmm. There's a section where the controls and gravity are different. The room is now rotating on an x-axis as opposed to the y-axis. You are going to be... I think it does that just for a little bit and then... You're back in the room, and it it's fun. It is fun. You just don't know what's going to happen. In the bedroom, you're finally going to get to a point where you can take the painting, take it off the wall, make it bigger, jump through. You're now backstage, and this is, again, where the whole area, the gravity and rotation are weird. You basically just have to make the room so that you can fall through each of the doors. Yeah, because it's on its side now, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to keep falling through until you get to the convention room, similar to what you were in before. The controls are back to normal. You're going to grab these stairs. This is what I was talking about before. You grab the stairs because you can see there's a high door. Mm-hmm. You go to set the stairs down and the floor just falls apart. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so this is a big trap door. Oh, no. Is it like a pivot thing? I can't remember. It just falls in pieces. There are let's say, four squares that it's made of that yeah, it, just, it just falls apart because there's nothing supporting it to hold the giant stairs. Yeah. And this is part of what I was talking about. The end of the tutorial makes you aware that the things that you manipulate can affect the world in mm-hmm. this way. So it 
it's a surprise, but it's a surprise because it subverts your expectations, not that, oh, what I created actually affects the physical mm -hmm. part of the world. You're going to have a hallway loop here, which is... Is this the east-west door thing? I think so. So this is where you are jumping down. I like this puzzle a lot. I had no problem with this puzzle, but the first time I didn't know how I solved it. You're the one who had to tell me how I solved it. I was just exploring everything. Mm. And in exploring everything, you're looking every which way, and then... I'm surprised you solved it by accident, because you'd have to make the same... I'm, I don't know if, if, if mistake is the right sense, but you'd have to make the same thing four times in a row. That's like winning a lottery, man. That's good Good on you for that. Well, not... Because it resets. If you if you screw it up, it resets and puts you back to one, and you've got to do it all over again. I was looking everywhere, and the secret to this one is looking the wrong way first. Oh, every time, yeah. Every time. So every time I saw the door, I looked to see if there was anything in the section I was missing, and so... But if you look at the door, it doesn't trigger. You have to n never, ever look at that door. I don't know. Somehow I did it right every time. Yeah. I think with the massive amount of subverting expectations, the, the exit point to the right made me... Look left. Instantly look well, left. then that's exactly what you're supposed to do. That is the puzzle. It's like, look the wrong way. Always look at this the thing that says, this is not an exit or something like that. I was stuck there for a while, but I, I felt good when I solved it. And that's what I wanted more of, like stuff like that where I felt smart, you know? Like I wanted more of this kind of puzzle solving, not just like, uh, prop something up against the wall and it breaks. Like I'd never been shown before. Like solving something like this where there was a logic behind it made sense to me. This was This was fun. And getting it was cool, but man, I was I was stuck here for I don't know maybe a good fifteen minutes. Just like, what am I doing? <laughs> why is it? Keep, why is it keep reset? I was trying to jump on top of the every time you come into the room. There's like a beam. Try and jump there, but you keep on hitting your head on something and falling down. But I don't remember where this takes you into. I think this is taking you into some kind of car park or something like that because I don't remember where it leads to. But now <laughs> leave it in this. Puzzle does a great thing as well of letting you know you're on track in two ways. One, the hallway numbers progress. Mm -hmm. So you start with hallway one, it's very clearly labeled under the exit, then hall two, hall three, hall four. You also, what I didn't realize the first time through, is you get a ding sound yes. if you get the right one. I didn't notice that at all. Go through the second time, oh, that would have been useful to know I was on the right track, but just me seeing the numbers progress was enough for me to realize I wasn't just doing the same thing over and over because yeah, it makes like a eh, if you get it wrong as well like as soon as you step through the door it'll make like a buzzer noise like okay I don't think I've ever I've been lucky I don't think I've ever gone wrong because I never heard uh, that that's, yeah, that's, you, see, you saw the first time going through that yeah <laughs> and I didn't know how I did it yeah. <laughs> so I I got pretty lucky I guess you're going to get to a pool that appears to be frozen in time. You have to just use a cube to get up here. There is a weird thing. I don't know if it's a bug, but the cube sometimes seems to move or disappear. And so I have had to restart this one before. I know that when you get up onto the next platform and then you turn around to pick it up again, it's gone, but then it appears up another level. But I think that's part of the game. I think that is, but I think that there was one time where... I looked and I didn't see anything. Okay. It wasn't where it was supposed to be and it wasn't in the new location, but maybe I just wasn't looking properly. Here comes the part where you are going to grab a chess piece to put it on a button, but as you do, it just turns to paint on the wall. That's right. And you yeah. can't actually use it. You have to step on the button, 
grab the night piece from the next room to hold this one open. And you're going to end up in what looks like a prototype room. Mm -hmm. It's got your bed. It's got the alarm clock and everything. Did you find the room of stars? If I did, I remember it. Or, or I just thought it was part of the game, so I didn't make any mental note of it. I didn't find it the first time, but I found it the second time. And I'm not exactly sure how I got there, but I just sort of fell down into the stairway or this hallway and walked through. And it's just a dome of stars. Oh, yeah. I think I did find that, yeah. And I don't know if there's anything else to do with that or if, again, it's just something extra like bonus. Just a secret room or something like that, maybe. Did you get an achievement for it? Was that an achievement? I don't think so. So I went back to the prototype room. Once you place the cube, the room is now black and white. The whole environment has changed its aesthetic. You're going to get into an elevator, but the elevator is an endless loop of elevators. Oh, yeah, with the arrows in the ground. Yeah. I like this puzzle as well, because I got stuck in a, in a loop of just going in a circle. Because <laughs> it's like, it just, it just keeps on telling you to turn right. And so eventually I was like, okay, after like way too long of like, I know I'm going in a circle, but I'm, I'm going to keep going in a circle because it's a dream. So maybe something will change if I do it enough. I think any chamber has taught you as yeah. well. Like, just keep going. Just keep maybe going. that's part of the game. Yeah. And then it wasn't until, yeah, 10 loops. I was like, nah, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to not follow the arrow. And eventually I found another set of arrows that twisted and turned in different directions. And I was like, okay, I'm onto something other than that stupid loop. But towards the end, right at the end, there's two arrows. Did you see that? No. There's two arrows. One is off to the side and it points backwards and one's pointing forwards. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get lost now. I'm going to, I've got to make a decision. I was like, nah, just keep going forwards. Just keep going forwards. And it was like two rooms in and yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah, that was a fun puzzle. Fun little puzzle. This is where you get into the elevator, turn around and it's now a parking lot, a mm -hmm. seemingly endless parking lot until you walk far enough. And all of a sudden, it's as you're boards. walking, the it's not really boards until you get close enough. So you've walked far enough. And then suddenly, what seems like, oh, it'll never end, you see it form right in front of you. Yeah. As you're walking, suddenly you are getting closer in a way that you couldn't before. Mm -hmm. And it's really something magical. When you turn around, the rest of it is still endless. It seems endless. So you have to walk around this perimeter to sort of create the room, and then a little room will appear inside it. And this is where you're going to walk through and finish and get into the next section. The next real section of the game, of gameplay, that is white space, which is totally going to take things to a new level as far as thinking outside the box. You are going to start in a warehouse. There is a noisy store next door, which, did you read the whiteboard? All of them. <laughs> every, every one that I could find, yeah. There's a note on there that says, ask the next door store to turn their music down. Mm -hmm. It's too loud. And you could see the model of the stores. Yeah. And one of them is the Somnusculpt, the building that we've been in, in theory. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can take that and make it bigger and walk through because you can't get out any other way. There's a door, another brick mm -hmm. block door. And I don't know how long the first time I walked around here not realizing I could pick up the model. I came back to it eventually after like running out of options. I didn't realize you could pick it up. But I also like how that's like a, it's like almost like, I don't, I don't know what you would call that. It's not a strip mall, is it? Like, is it? Yeah. We don't have it in the UK. So I'm just guessing from 
TV shows. But yeah, you've got like the big parking lot outside and then you've got that. I just love how low budget this place is. And so it's not a big fancy research facility doing experiments. It's like it's right next door to a hardware shop (laughs) in the middle of a strip mall. You have to essentially go in, grab a model from inside because you can keep looping and going through and through and through as much as you want. And I, I tried to play with size as well, yeah. which is, I'm assuming what you did as well, because once you do that and you're super tiny, you do get to see very easily the chess pieces inside the vending machine. Yeah. But then when you're tiny, it just takes so long to walk around. <laughs> so this is when I reset because I was just frustrated at how slow everything was. Yeah. And this can't be it. There's no way they want me to walk around this slowly. Taking one of the inside models through the doorway creates a paradox. And I had a huge smile on my face. I love the whole concept of that. Yeah. The world becomes the white space. It just starts to deteriorate. You're left with just the most basic of things now. You are going to enter a dark black hallway that almost seems like marble. It's just reflecting everything. You're going to go through (laughs) the doorway that says not an exit. Oh, yeah. Here's where the Dr. Glenn Pierce messages actually take a different tone. They actually start to explain the point of what I would say the point of the game is, or mm-hmm. within the game, the point of the whole venture, why he started this business and what he hopes to accomplish with it. The whole idea that perspective is reality and how you can change, right? But I'm going to get to that right at the end because he really hits it home mm-hmm. in, in the next section. But I like that tone shift. Your whole world has kind of changed. You know you're in something very, very different when you're in the white space. And now we've taken some of the jokes away. These messages are now more serious and Mm -hmm. more meaningful. The scene becomes a storm. We get to an office hallway, but now it's all white. We're going to fall into a file room. In the file room, you have to... I forgot about this room. So the second time through, like I remember the way this room looks, but I don't remember how I got out of here. Okay. So I was again going back through and pressing everything and jumping on everything. And, oh, there's a vent. Can I move the vent in some way? No. It's just a shadow of a file cabinet that you have to walk through. Oh, okay. Now you're in a completely different area. You're in a hallway, but now it's going to minus the walls. And if you look behind the doorway, there's a floor that basically walks up to heaven, mm-hmm. which you can't actually walk on because it goes at a 90 degree angle. But I love the look of that. The previous window, when you turn around, you can grab it as a cube. And this is a step to get up into the next door. You're going to see a giant light switch on the back of like a semi-container. You click that, everything goes black. Yeah, I think I think one of those rooms was. Um, did you find the luggage from Christopher Floyd? No. One of them. You're fairly small. The suitcases are really big, and one of the luggage tags was Christopher Floyd. And I was like, "Oh, is that a take on Christopher Lloyd? Like, is it is it some Back to the Future reference or some of that?" No. Turns out Christopher Floyd's one of the developers in the game. Just put his name in there. So yeah, I was barking up the wrong tree completely on that. We'll walk through. Well, there would appear to be stairs. Mm-hmm. And in the stairs, they're white on a black background. You can't walk up them. It's 2D. This one stumped me for a very long time. And I don't know why. I don't know why this stumped me for so long. There's another part coming up. This stumped me for a long time. And I don't know why I didn't see it because the game had already taught me this is possible. Mm. Walk through. And then on the other side, 
is a black staircase. Everything has reversed. Right. But the black one is three-dimensional. We can walk up it. You walk up it, you walk down a pathway, and then fall through. As you fall through, you are going to get to the other part that really just got me, which is a seemingly endless hallway, and I couldn't figure it out, and I thought I was missing something. It's, to remind you, a big black room in the corners. They have different colors, like blue, yellow, red. You walk through a doorway, and Mm -hmm. there's... I think it's just that doorway is too appealing. (laughs) You walk through it, and the hallway, it just looks like a bunch of different elevator panels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you walk through, and it's just endless. And you walk Mm. through and through and through. I was looking for the difference. I was looking for arrows. I was looking for so many things. All I had to do was step through the wall. Yeah. I don't know how long I did this. This is probably the third time I had to use a walkthrough because I just couldn't get it. And I was looking for everything. I was listening for sounds. I was I was trying to antechamber this one, and it wasn't. They had already taught me what to do. I just wasn't thinking. Yeah, I did that in a couple of places as well, where it's like just... Because if you walk forward into blackness, you don't really see where you're going. So I was doing a lot of backwards walking into blackness from antechamber. And I got a jump scare where you're in this completely pitch black room. It's light on one side, but you can kind of strafe around. There's more to the room. And as I was backing up, this TV just pops in, and this has got like a test screen, and it's like, it looks like cans of beans. It kind of looks like someone's been camped there in the darkness. Freaked me out. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just just do the thing that you least expect to do. Yeah. Here is now the chess piece one. Yeah, I like this puzzle a lot. I love this puzzle, but I don't love myself playing this puzzle because <laughs> I messed it up so many I, times. I messed it up like yeah. <laughs> it was easy to figure out, but tough to be. Patient Focused enough and patient for enough, me, yeah. patient because it's like pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, then keep going. Oh, I didn't pick it up again, and then you fall through. Yeah, uh, or or I was picking it up when I was standing on the square. Yeah. That's what always happened to me, even the second time playing through. <laughs> because what it geniusly does is there's a chess board, but as soon as you walk across it, you fall through. Mm. However, if you take the chess piece of the opposite color, you put a black on white square. Well. The black piece makes the white square reality. Mm. By putting that piece there, it gives it some sort of perspective. And now you can walk on it. But yeah, you need to make sure that you've walked onto the next square, turn around and grab it, because <laughs> the temptation is always to grab the one Pick you can see. Pick it up and go, yeah. Grab it and go. That does not work out, yeah. Because the floor doesn't stay. Yeah. That's the thing. You, I think initially you think, oh, well, I made it. It's there now. But it's not. No. (laughs) But this is great because this takes us into the next section, which is the black wall with the white doorway. But the doorway is like a wall. You can't get through until you take a cube, take it out and put it into the room. You're essentially creating a room. Mm -hmm. And then within the room, that's where you have the cheese ramp. Yeah. You can use to take and... You gotta go back through again, don't you, or something like that, I think. You have to make sure that you put the cheese in on the other side to make a room. Otherwise, it's also not a room. Right. <laughs> it's just white on a wall, so you have to make sure that you push through. That leveling up of the chess pieces to this one was very good. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I would have caught onto this one as quickly. I probably would have, because there's nothing else to interact with. Yeah. You have a cube... And you have what looks like a doorway. What else am I going to do? But I love those two puzzles. And I think that they work very well back to back. This basically just takes you to 
the room of many squares, I think. Mm -hmm. And you have to reach the bottom, which will take you into a trippy hallway, which took me a while to get through. Don't know why. There's no trick to it. Just get to the end and then turn. And there it is. But you don't see that Mm -hmm. as you're looking down the hallway. And I think that I was convinced I needed to do something with the rotating squares on the walls and the ceiling. There must be a way I need to look at it or I need to turn it or I need to do something. I don't really have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't isn't really a puzzle. This is just a fun house. Yeah. You're going to move then. As you get through, you're going to see a black cube. You're going to move that and you're going to see a red pit, which is basically the alarm clock. You're going to jump through. Mm Mm-hmm. And this takes you to chapter nine, just called Retrospect, which is nice and something I would like more games to do. I like having more resolution to my games. And this feels to me like it has it. I don't think that it had quite the same impression on you, but let me tell you why I like it first. And then yeah, I can for say. You're basically just walking through a montage of what the whole game has been. You mm-hmm. can see all the scenes you're, I believe, even going backwards. So you're starting with some of the stuff you saw right in the last chapter and then you're going to end your walk through your memory back to the room you signed the contract in mm-hmm. do you have to walk or can you just stand still because it looks like you could just stand still and it would just play back to the beginning that's a good question i don't know i didn't stand still so i have not mm. tracked it i'm worried that if you don't move it won't activate i feel like mm. you do need to but did you try just standing there i definitely i was walking through it because th- game logic is like keep going to trigger the next scene. But those parts where I, I did stop moving, but the, the scene still transitioned backwards into another room. So I was, well, I'm wondering if you could just completely stand still and just like end up in the contract room. Maybe that's something to try on, the, on another run for me. Maybe I'll do that during the developer's commentary run. There's just a really nice message here from Dr. Glenn Pierce about why he created this and saying, you've caught on. There was nothing wrong with you. There was nothing wrong with the scenario. Everything was fine. But what I did was I gave you a lot of obstacles to get in your way. And what I find, he says, is that too many people live in fear of change or taking the steps that they really need to. And so what they end up doing is they keep doing the same things over and over again. And just by doing the same habit, They're actually finding the failure that they feared they would find initially. And so the whole idea of the game or this treatment that he's created Mm -hmm. is to put obstacles in your way that no matter how many times you're told you can't do it, you're doing it wrong, those voices that you would have in your head, you kept pushing through and you made it. And you started to see things in a different way. Why can't you do that in your real life? You may say, oh, this experience wasn't real, but you remember it, it did happen. Mm -hmm. Who's to say what's real? And I just love the way that this is written. I love the way that it takes the silliness of everything that's kind of happened before and makes it something really meaningful and special. And for me, that worked very well. I think that it didn't have quite the same effect on you. You seemed a bit disappointed by the end. I was. I can't really quite put my finger on it. I was expecting more. That's probably my own fault, you know, because I was just, I want, I was expecting the story to be different. And looking at the reviews across the board, IGN, Polygon, everyone has said the story is their biggest problem with the game. It's not bad. I mean, I get it. I just didn't, I didn't like the whole meta ending. It's almost like, and it was all a dream. And it, it is a dream. Of course, it's a game about dreams, but they were hinting at things during the game. I was like, I had it in my mind that 
he was trapped because there's points where you're finding stuff and the, the AI is talking to you like, you shouldn't be here, you know? So by the end of the game, it's just like, yeah, we, we just set all that up. It was just a big ruse to, to get you thinking. But yeah, so I thought it was him. So he's created this kind of technology. He himself was trying it out and then he got himself trapped, but he'd put into place this emergency protocol where if you get locked in your dreams and you could try and force yourself to wake up because that was obviously a danger to this kind of therapy or whatever. There definitely were a few points in the game that maybe they were red herrings and they were pointing me in, in their own, or I was getting the wrong idea about it. But like the AI told you saying, like, you're not a patient. I think she says that at one point. She says, I'm paraphrasing for sure here, but she says, you're not, you're not a patient. You shouldn't be here in this area. Yeah. Okay. So by the end, it's like, oh no, you were a patient and we just set all this up to make you, you know, to make you see things from a different angle. That's what this therapy is all about. We kind of pulled the rug out from underneath your feet. Yeah, I was expecting something more with the story. So in the end, it was an okay story, but it just didn't, it wasn't what I was expecting. And I, I'd expected a, a little bit more. That's all. I think it works very well for me. I think that going back to something like The Beginner's Guide, mm-hmm. it's a similar feel to me. A yeah, definitely. Kind of it's definitely story. a Beginner's Guide, Stanley Parable, Portal mashup kind of thing going on with it. And for me, that works very well. I can understand why other people it wouldn't there was no boss fight at the end that doesn't bother me that's that's fine but there's no character arc really for our story but i think that that's the important thing i think that in this case we are not given a name or even a reflection as far as i know it's meant to be us going through the experience well that's it yeah that's exactly it i think it's much more about us really feeling like it's us like I am the player, I am the person in the game, than it is about having a character arc. And if that's what you're looking for, then you're not going to get it. Mm. Because in this case, it's more a character arc for you in real life. Can you take this and then tomorrow try something that you wouldn't have tried before? Step a bit out of your comfort zone because you made it through the game. I like the message of it. And for me, that's enough. Gaps filled, the more gaps created.